Hello everyone and welcome to Halloween Unleashed. I am your host Chris Morgan and this is October 14th, 2019. It has been about two months since I have completely hosted an episode, so I want to go ahead and I want to go ahead and thank Dylan Cloud for his cutting room floor. Um, you guys can head on over um, to his YouTube channel, and I'll pull that up here in just a second. Uh, but I want to thank him for not only stepping in and helping out, but just you know, just completely providing you guys with content and whether you know you're like hey i really miss all the halloween stuff i miss the mass stuff or whatever it is uh the numbers have been very very strong uh for his segments and i appreciate it um i think dylan hosts a, a very very cool um podcast of his own underneath the unleashed banner and um if you want to subscribe to the video version, you can head on over to his YouTube channel over at youtube.com forward slash user forward slash DylanCloud97. So if you head on over there and subscribe, all of the um, video content version of the podcast will be there. So you can see uh, Vicente DeSanti, um, you could see... You know the uh, the episode with Bill Blake. You can see the 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 uh, episode of with uh, Andrew. I, I'm going to pronounce his name wrong, and I'm sorry, but Leti or Leti. Um, then you're going to be able to see um, stuff with Matt Reed there. So there's just there's a lot of really cool stuff that is over there, and um, you know you can get into that. Now. Um, what I hear from a lot of people um, that listen to the podcast is, well, I would listen, but I don't have Anchor, um, et cetera, et cetera. You don't have to have Anchor. You, you, can, you can go to the Anchor webpage and you could actually, when you click on the episode, it will ask you what platform you want to listen to it on, whether it be Apple Podcasts, whether it be Google Play, whether it be Stitcher, whether it be Spotify, um, Breaker, you name it. Whatever you listen to your podcast on, uh, you can open up that app. So whatever your preferred um, podcast channel is, is fantastic. Now, something I haven't done and I've been meaning to do is just to kind of tell you uh, what the listening platforms are. So we... Uh, Honestly, we are in a lot of different countries, but the listening platforms, the number one listening platform is Apple Podcasts. So Apple is absolutely destroying it. Spotify is in second place. And then you have, um, you know, Anchor is in third place. Then you have CastBox, which is in fourth. You know, Google Podcasts, which everyone said, well, if you just get on Google Podcasts, well, you're in fifth. So Stitcher um, is in sixth. Then you have Overcast, which is in seventh. And then everybody else comes in last. So Apple Podcasts is absolutely killing it. Uh, we have, I would say, a majority of our audience, 85%. These are their actual uh, geographic locations. Um, you know, 
of all time from day one up until present day. 85% of you are in the United States. We have 6% in Canada, 3% in the UK. We appreciate you guys over there. Uh, 1% in Ireland, which is cool. 1% in Norway, 1% in Germany, Germany, sorry, easy for me to say. Uh, 1% in Isle of Man. Uh, we have 1% in Saudi Arabia, believe it or not. We have 1% in Greece. I wonder who that is. Uh, we have 1% in Italy. We have 1% in Sweden. I wonder who that is. Uh, we have 1% in, in the Netherlands. 1% in Thailand. 1% in Australia. Uh, 1% in Croatia. Uh, we have 1% in South Africa. 1% in Egypt. 1% in Japan. I wonder who that is. And then 1% in France. So I really appreciate everybody listening. Even, you know, obviously the ones that are that are hate listening, you're listening. And we do appreciate you hating us so much that you have to hear our content week in and week out. So we thank you. Um, now, moving over to before we jump into today's episode of Halloween Kills, the last little piece of business. Again, guys, I haven't been on in a while. So um, I'm going to be a little rusty. A couple weeks ago, I sat down and interviewed Kevin King uh, from HMMAT, which was also um, my old co-host on the HMMAT podcast. A lot of people were asking over the last year, year and a half, you guys still friends? What happened to the HMMAT podcast? Hey, uh, he's got over 4,000 members. Um, you know, I get questions all the time. Chris, how, how do I improve my group? How do I grow my group? How do I know what to do? I sat down and I asked Kevin all these things who runs a very successful horror group and he's going to share all of that information with each and every single one of you. So um, if you've been wondering any of those questions, including why you know he kind of was not heard on the podcast anymore and uh, why everything kind of switched over, you're going to get all that. But I sit down with him for a little while. I planned on airing that as the season finale. Um, speaking of which, uh, that will be coming up here in just a couple of weeks. And then I'm going to be, um, putting the podcast on hold for about eight weeks. And, um, we're going to kind of reshift a little bit and we're going to be back, uh, starting year number two in January. And I'm going to try to line up, uh, Dylan and Brandon on the first episode of the, of the new year. So that we can start start off with everybody that's been on the podcast on a very regular basis. So with that being said, um, we're going to go ahead and jump in. Now, a lot of this is old news, but a lot of people ask me my opinions. So I'm going to go ahead and give it to you. A lot of people ask me, are you excited about Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends? And... Uh, I don't want to say no, but I also don't want to give it a glowing yes. Why? As I've gotten older, I've learned to learn from getting too high and too low. I'm not being pessimistic about it, but I'm also not walking in blindly like a lot of people do and that and they just have nothing but disappointment. I think the reason I have this mentality um, is not because I don't think they can do a good movie, but look, I've said it many times. I am a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan through and through. 
I chose that team before I was ever born, and I have been that um, I have been that that franchise's supporter, good, bad, or indifferent. And there's been a lot of bad. And every year it's a new new thing, whether it be the new draft pick that we got or a new free agent acquisition um, or a new coach in our case every couple of years for the last 13 years. We're going to get a new coach this year, new, new, new scheme, new system, new this, new players, blah, 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 all the hype train. And by look, it is October 14th, as I said, and they just over the last couple of weeks been shitting the bed after beating a pretty good Rams team a few weeks back, um, they've come up and they've given up um, the ass end in the secondary n- nonstop to now two division opponents. They're now in third place, and I'm already talking about draft talk come April. And it is awesome as a Bucks fan, or if you're a Dolphins fan, or if you're a insert any team that has struggled over the years. It is absolutely amazing, and I mean that sarcastically, by the middle of October, you're already preparing for who you're going to draft in April. That sucks. So I have gotten to the point in my life where I'm just like, show me. You've done all these cool things. You're, you know, this player, oh man, he's looking great in underwear football. Okay, show me when the pads go on. Show me in the win column. Show me in the penalty column. Show me in the, you know, in any stat, whether you're offensive or defensive, it doesn't matter. Show me. And I am like that now with Halloween. A lot of people liked Halloween 2018. Fantastic. I'm not here to dissuade you. There's a whole episode where Brandon and I broke down why we didn't care for it. Um, And I certainly think that there is a lot of meat on the bone and a lot of good reasons. But, you know, you'll hear in a couple weeks when I talk to Kevin King, he didn't he didn't share the same opinion. And that's fine. Uh, Some people just go to watch Michael Myers kill people. And that's and if that's your thing, there is plenty of it in the last one. Um me, on the other hand, I go for I go for that stuff, but I go for more of the storytelling and the and the filmmaking business part aspect of the filmmaking business. I go for I want good dialogue, I want good acting, I want good characters to root for. I want stakes, um, and if there's no stakes, there's there's no reason for a wrestling match or a movie or anything. And it you know. Easiest thing that I learned in film school, and this is probably where, you know, I get the stakes thing from. You know, if you go back to and watch Jaws, you know, and there's a lot of people here that you know hold that movie up in high regard, and I do too. But it's a simple, simple device that it can work and raise stakes in any movie story that you're trying to tell. And that movie it was Brody must kill the shark or else get eaten by the shark. Because they established Brody as someone we don't want to see get eaten by the shark. Well, now I'm rooting for him. That raises the stakes. And when they go out there on that small boat and they realize we're going to need a bigger boat, you realize there's a very good possibility because of really good storytelling and character development that that element exists. I didn't feel in Halloween 2018 that that happened. 
I felt like they gave you a lot of Michael Myers killing people. They brought uh, they brought back the greatest hits and tried to pay homage to every sequel that they omitted. But what did they absolutely do to draw you into that story? And really ask yourself that question. What was, you know, don't tell me, well, she's been waiting for this night and that was her whole thing and you don't need much. No, I'm sorry. It was still weak. You know, what, what was Jamie Lee Curtis's purpose in the first film? I'm talking about last year's film, 2018. What was her purpose? It was for the fans. Let's be honest. It was to get asses every 12 inches. That was her purpose, and they succeeded there from a marketing standpoint. The film itself was marketed from the business aspect very well, and Blumhouse does a very good job at marketing their their movies on a very limited marketing budget, but they do a very, very good job. But from a story element standpoint, what was John Carpenter's purpose? Well, he was producer. He was here to right the wrong that the franchise has taken since, what, Halloween 3 in his mind or Halloween 2, whatever it is. It's a Michael Myers story, so let's just go Halloween 2. You know, he didn't even like Halloween 2 so since his first one. And he wanted to put it back on and make Michael Myers scary and put the franchise back on track. Okay, so you omit every storyline past the original where you had this blank canvas, really, to reintroduce, reestablish, make new stakes to carry on these next two films, which you knew if it did well, it was going to happen. So, what was Jamie Lee Curtis's purpose in that film? There wasn't one, except to appease the fans. I'm not going to break down why she, uh, how her role could have been flushed out and made important and made the daughter and granddaughter important. Um, go back to where Brandon and I break down Halloween 2018. I think the title of the episode is Halloween 2018. Listen to that episode. It's in the archives. I believe it's episode nine, maybe episode 10. One of the early ones, go back and listen to it. It, you know, it really breaks down how I feel, but because there were so many, um, story elements and character development, dialogue, and um, just a lot of aesthetic mistakes from a from a filmmaking standpoint. Hearing that the same crew and the same team was coming back that just, by the way, netted $250 million as a box office uh, juggernaut for the horror franchise... In their mind, they don't think they made any mistakes in the last one, and they're going to churn out pretty much a lot of what we saw last time. And oh, believe me, they're back. They're back uh, with that marketing campaign. They're talking about uh, Nick Castle's coming back for another round. Well, they hyped that up last time, and everybody bought it hook, line, and sinker. And what did I say two years ago? Let's wait and see. Chances are he's probably not going to have as big a role as everybody thinks. Everybody called me an idiot. Everybody criticized me. But again, I was that hopefully optimistic, let's wait and see, kind of like I am with the Bucks. show me. 
but I felt like it was a marketing ploy. And it was. He was in one scene, one clip for a few seconds. We didn't even hear about James Jude Courtney until right around the trailer got dropped in June of last year. So, you know, that was marketing. That was marketing genius. Labeling John Carpenter's coming back and, you know, he's going to write the franchise. He was a figurehead producer. You know, he might have some say and when they brought ideas by him, he helped clean them up a little bit like that flashback scene, which, by the way, they're doing a flashback scene in the second one here, or second one, third one, whatever, whatever we're talking about. They they're so confusing now. We're going to say Halloween kills. They're going to do that, probably that same flashback scene in Halloween Kills that they planned for the first one. But Jamie Lee Curtis is back. Um, and, you know, I just don't, I, I don't think we're going to see much different of what we saw the first time around. But I could be pleasantly, pleasantly surprised. Because look at it this way. If anybody criticizes them about what, I criticize what I've criticized them for and what others have criticized them for. They're going to say, yeah, well, $250 million tells, tells me you're wrong. You have no, no incentive to do better if you're just raking in the dollar signs. When Halloween uh, two Rob zombie version bombed badly and got panned badly from not only Halloween fans, but national attention um, they had to take eight, nine years off to rethink of what they were going to do. That set the franchise back almost a decade because of how bad that was. So when they have a bomb like that, then they have to really rethink. Right now, they're, they're set to churn out two back-to-back movies. Why? It was the most successful Halloween sequel, financial-wise, ever. So why wouldn't you strike while the iron's hot? It makes sense. So my point is, is I don't think from that perspective, you're going to see a whole lot. And the going on with the marketing stuff, we got Charles Cypher's uh, Sheriff Brackett coming back, which is going to be cool to see him back in a Halloween film. Don't get me wrong. But here's my question. You know, we saw him dressed up in the sheriff's garb and all that stuff. Where was he in the last film? How are they going to explain that? Because all we saw in the last film was, and I don't, I, I don't know his his real name offhand, but uh, but the officer that 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 was uh, throughout the entire film, he it was almost like he was the only cop and only officer, you know, on duty in the entire town, and he had no other officers to help him out. Um, the only time we saw other cops or other state troopers or whatever was at the gas station massacre. That's the only time we saw that other. Otherwise he's going out in the middle of the night, middle of nowhere, trying to go by himself to track down a bus full, um, of escaped mental patients. Then, you know, he go, he's the only one to go investigate, um, the house where Myers was and, you know, what was going on inside that house. So it's just, again, where was Sheriff Brackett in the last one? It's a marketing ploy. So I hope they just don't stick them in and, you know, give us no reason. Um, but give us a plausible reason. If he's still the sheriff, how does he remain sheriff? You know, just give us a little meat on the bone. 
Uh, if you're going to keep it to 90 minutes, I don't expect much storytelling. So expand it up to two hours, two and a half hours. I'm sure all of us would be more than happy with a two, two and a half hour movie. We get a really good story developed. We get some good suspense build and we get some awesome kills with it. I don't think any of us would be upset with that. So I just want to know a little bit more about what they're going to do. Um, another, you know, some people are kind of criticizing Anthony Michael Hall as a choice and not getting Brian Andrews. I get it. You got, uh, you know, you got Kyle Richards back as Lindsey Wallace. I mean, I understand why you'd want to see Brian Andrews back. Um, I don't have a problem with Anthony Michael Hall playing Tommy Doyle. Um, a lot of people are like, you know, why didn't they just get Paul Rudd? First of all, Paul Rudd isn't coming back to this franchise. He didn't have a good time on Halloween 6. Yes, he's going and he's doing all these conventions and having a good time doing that, but that's that's different than working on an actual film. You know, he gets to go out and meet meet fans that actually really liked him. He doesn't have to deal with all the political bullshit and how he was treated on the set. Because, be honest, um, he wasn't treated all that great on Halloween 6. He had a very, very bad experience. Um, another question I get is, hey, uh, do you think that for the 78 flashback scene, do you think that they're going to use the mask that you submitted a couple years ago? My answer, they better not. Because nobody's reached out to me or talked to me about it since then. Um, and I don't think they will. I think uh, we're probably going to see, um, since TOTS has the license for the 78, I think we're going to see a, high, a highly detailed version of the TOTS 78 mask. Um, because it's going to increase the sales on that mask that is already astronomical. So I think you're going to see that, to be honest with you. Um, people are getting jazzed up about the Haddonfield Memorial Hospital um, being a, a photo that's been released and that they're going to do that. Wait and see. You know, I, I hope they don't try to, you know, redo Halloween 2. I mean, I really love the hospital stuff in Halloween 2, but... Again, you know, and this is just my thing. This is a me thing. Um, my opinion is, is you've already got that done. Don't try to redo it because all you're going to do is get compared to the one before you. And if you're trying to step out and establish, yeah, I think the little nod to Haddonfield Memorial is great. Don't make the entire film inside that. Because I think you're going to set your, yourselves up for major, major, major uh, criticism. Well, it wasn't like this. It would have been cool if they would have, you know, had the hot, had a new version of the hot tub scene or a new Doctor Mixter type scene. I, I, those things stand in the test of time, and they're still heralded as some of the best moments in cinematic history. Why on earth? try to redo it. You know, that's the, that's another thing I didn't like about last year's film. You know, they did so many nods to, you know, different movies throughout the franchise and while trying to be their own, but yet they're borrowing off of everything. And so just go out. Yeah. Throw the little nod for the people that know about that. And that would mean something to like us and then move on. 
you know, and, you know, I'd re- again, I think they're going to keep it to 90, 95 minutes. I don't need to see an entire 10 minute uh, homage scene to Haddonfield Memorial um, to get to get the point of what you're trying to accomplish. You know, give me give me 30 seconds to a minute. I'll, I'll be happy with that. Just the fact that I saw it. Same thing with the opening pumpkin sequence last time. You know, oh, my God, this is cool. They they kept it to a minute, minute and a half, and that was great. I got to see a new take on the pumpkin intro scene. It was great. Um, so there's going to be a lot of different things that continue to come out um, about this movie that uh, we'll be covering starting in January because we'll have 10 months to really, really uh, dive into that. But... Um, you know, I really don't know what to expect from from this film. Again, I'm I I hope um, that they make a better film. I hope that they have better dialogue, and I hope that they don't try to rely so much on the nostalgia that they're handcuffing themselves. So, and that they never are able to figure out what they're supposed to be. That's my opinion. So. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to expect. And, um, you know, quite frankly, I'm going to be in it with every single one of you. And um, it's going to be interesting, to say the least. You know, anytime news comes out or a new clip or anything as we get closer and closer, yeah, we're all going to be all over it. But at the same time, just try to understand that if you don't put all these high expectations from what you're seeing or what you're thinking um, that they're that they're going to do, and you just say, "Look, I'm hopeful it's going to be awesome, but I'm not going to get my hopes up so high that I have that far to fall if it doesn't meet my expectations." I think a lot of times we do that um, subconsciously, and um, it ends up biting us in the ass. I know that I'm I'm guilty of it, which is why I really don't do it anymore. I'm like, oh, we're just going to wait and see. Um, just like each and every single one of you, I'm going to be there when it opens. Um, we were initially going to do a, a viewing with the entire podcast group, and that's just not going to happen, guys. It you know it got started off as fun and as a great idea, and then it quickly turned into something I didn't want to be part of um, because everybody was upset about different locations or you know made made a big deal about oh well well now I can't go to that one. It was never intended to be, hey, we all have to be together. It was an idea. And if you can make it, great. If you can't, great. So I still got to figure out where I'm going to be in October of 2020 when this thing drops. I don't know yet. Um, I know there's a couple of us that are already talking about planning on meeting up, kind of like what I threw out. But it's going to be a very small group of us. And once I know, I'll throw it out. And if you want to join us, fantastic. If you can't, sorry. You know, and that's going to be the end of that. I'm still going to go have fun and I'm not going to, I'm not going to put much thought into it um, past that. Last thing I want to wrap up with um, before we get out of here, because I was hoping to keep this at 20 minutes. We're at 27. But there's been a lot of things to unpack here on this first episode back. Um, is I just want to, you know, there's a lot of people that I guess that I'm ruffling the feathers of because 
I'm not acting I'm not acting the same as I did before I took my eight week break. And there's a reason for that. And I just want to be open and honest and direct with everybody. Look, I'm not perfect. I'm far from it. Um, This hobby can get toxic. It can beat you down. The people in it can beat you down. The trolls that do everything they can to make you bite on their, on their bait, um, to get you to engage negatively. I'm guilty of it because I've done it. But when I took that eight week hiatus, um, to focus on my business, I really looked at myself in the mirror and said, look, it's coming out in the things I say in groups. It's coming out in my private conversations it's coming out in my phone conversations. It's coming out in my podcasts. It's coming out everywhere that I am fueling the narrative of what people think of me. And that is I am a negative asshole. And I can't let stuff go. I know, and you'll hear it when I say this to Kevin, I know at times I have been hard to be friends with. Because of the things that I was carrying inside from the things that MMNet did to me. I can't control other people. And I started to learn when opinions start being thrown around, it is very easy to force your opinion or try to force your opinions on someone else because you feel like you're right. And I've said for a long time, it doesn't matter if I'm right or wrong. I have opinions just like all of you. And I just feel that when I took that break and got a chance to really cleanse the palate and really step back from all of it, this is a hobby. It's not life or death. And how many people, because whether I like it or whether I don't, I am an artist and there's many of my friends who are artists that whether you're a new artist or a veteran artist, you're looked at differently. You're under a different microscope than most people. When people see you as an artist going out and being, coming off negatively, we'll just say, or putting people in their place, or making someone feel stupid for asking a question, it tends to paint you in a very negative light, and all it's doing is fueling the narrative of what other people are telling other people about you. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what someone thinks. I've said it many times, I let the past go. I, you know, right before... I, I think there's an episode here, if you, like one of the last episodes, that I, I think it's the Hurricane Dorian episode where I said, you know, I'm going to forgive people. I'm going to unblock people. I'm going to refriend people. I'm going to start letting my past go because, you know, hanging on to all that hurt, all it's going to do is hurt me and keep me negative and keep me in a bad place from moving forward. And all it's doing for that side is strengthening that argument and that narrative that they've been painting on me for years. Long after I'm dead and gone, 
if my name is brought up on MMNet or in within that circle of people who feel that way about me, they're always going to say something. No matter what podcast I air, no matter what truth I put out there, if two to three years of podcast haven't convinced you I'm not that guy that they paint in a negative light, then nothing's going to change your mind. If you feel like you have to fit in over there, fine, do it. Whatever makes you happy. This is a hobby. It's not life or death. I don't know you on a personal level. Some of you I do, but for the great majority, I really don't. So what you feel about me and what you think about me doesn't change who I am in my personal life at all. This is a hobby. And if I'm going to continue to love doing masks on a hobby-based basis, or if I am going to continue to love this franchise and love this character I've got to, first of all, I've got to stay out of every argument, every opinionated argument, and I need to avoid taking sides. Some people look at that as soft. Some people look at that as, you know, just catering to a bunch of different things. No, it's called eliminating bullshit from my life that I don't need. I've carried the banner and worn the blood on my hands for many people for years and all it's done is alienated people I care about it's strained relationships with other people that I was fighting for and it has gotten me this bad rap that you know I've got to get in everybody's business and try to brainwash people and I'm sick of it and I'm just to the point where if you have an opinion, I'm going to let you have it because I have my own. And I'm going to keep those opinions to myself and I'm just going to have fun and I'm not going to take this stuff too seriously and I am just going to sit back, I'm going to enjoy with you guys and I'm going to have fun with you guys and that's all it's going to be. And the second you bring me stuff and want to start talking about the past, I'm going to politely say, I'm not interested, I don't want to hear it. I've let it go. If you come to me because you have a beef with somebody else that I get along with, I'm simply going to tell you, please, I don't want to hear it. Please work it out with somebody else. Because at the end of the day, again, it doesn't affect me. And I am just eliminating that stuff from my life. Having fun when I get to participate. Encouraging people that post stuff. And at the end of the day, if somebody posts a mask of an artist that I don't care for personally, I'm going to put over their work. And that's just really all it's about. And um, on top of it, this is a hobby. It is your entertainment dollar. Who am I or who is anybody else? Who are they to tell you? That what you decided you wanted to spend your money on is anybody else's business. Because it's not. If you're a new member to uh, B-Man Gems Group, we've taken a lot of really, really important steps to make it a fun, positive environment. And we don't take any bullshit. 
you know, we're going to delete posts, we're going to delete members, you start trolling people or starting to make dickheaded comments, you're gone. We're not going to get into an argument with you. Rules are rules, period. You know, you got one of the admins or moderators blocked. We're going, you know, we've stand, we stood by this rule for a long time and now we're enforcing it. You have one of the admins or moderators blocked. You can't, you can't be in the group, period. You know, if you see a, a mask that you felt feel like somebody overspent or you feel like is a piece of shit, scroll on. You don't need to comment. Commenting is a choice, not a requirement. There's things I miss all the time that I don't comment on or there's things I don't like that I don't comment on. And you got you got to be that way. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm telling you how to have a fun and healthy life within this community that we're that we're building here. But uh, again, uh, season finale coming up in just two weeks. We thank you again for everything that you're doing for us. Uh, go over to our T Public shirt or shirt store and get yourself a shirt. There's plenty of designs. Uh, I know Ryan had reached out to me at one point, or I reached out to him. I don't even know. We we talked at some point, and we talked about uh, getting some new designs in the store for the new year. So, but head over. All the cool stuffs over there. Um, you have some posters over there. You have tote bags. You have shirts. You have stickers. Everything you do goes to support the show and support what we're trying to build here. So um, go over there. The web address for that is tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash Chris M1229. Once again, tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash Chris M1229. If you sign up for their tech service, you can get up to 35% off with special promo codes. That is something that uh, you can get a shirt for like seven, eight bucks plus shipping on top of it. I think I bought one of uh, one of my own shirts um, just because I really like the design. Um, I've always got them on deals. I like shopping deals and I got things shipped to me for under 20 bucks. And uh, I think that's pretty awesome. So head over there, support the show, support the podcast, keep us going. And when we come back in the new year after the season finale, we got a lot of really cool stuff lined up. All right. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. We went a little long, but um, it was cool to catch up with you guys and share what's on my mind. Um, We will talk with you next time. And uh, Dylan's not here to say we're going to keep it here on the cutting room floor, but I really like that sign off. So Since we're kind of embracing each other, we're going to leave it here on the cutting room floor. Take care. This is the Halloween on